Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. now for the Outdoor Living and Gardening Show, presented by Preston Green, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Give the show a call at 502-8150-93.9. Now, here's your host, Steve Mercer. Back with a few ideas that uh, uh, will certainly help uh, uh, speed up our construction and uh, that is our goal to speed up construction as much as possible uh i don't accept the notion that uh it takes nine months to build a house i think that's uh quite outrageous and uh and uh it's almost like the tail wagging the dog so uh we intend to do something about that and uh uh our the time of construction is is at the forefront of everything we do um and you would think that any builder out there would have that attitude i mean you know if you have if you have a crew working on a house uh and it takes you nine months to build a house then you know that crew is only going to get like uh, 1.1 houses built a year you know, if you can build a house in three weeks, then you can get 17 houses built with the same labor. So you would think that the economics would be such that uh, uh, builders would want to build houses much faster than what they build them. And uh, uh, apparently uh, that's not important. So uh, uh, I think the uh, subcontractor model is uh somewhat flawed and uh, we see uh, a lot of inefficiencies in that because uh, you know if you've got uh, subcontractors coming in and out of a job why you know every day if you just kind of watch when they come in and leave why you know it takes 30 to 45 minutes to pack in their tools to the job at the end of the day it takes another 30 to 45 minutes to pack in the tools for the job and then uh, if they have to stop and get construction materials along the way, well, that uh, also delays them showing up, you know, to the job. And the next thing you know, uh, you know, they're getting four or five hours of work done a day. And, uh, and no wonder it takes nine months to build a, a home. I mean, uh, you know, uh, when, we, when we build uh, uh, most of your home back at our shop, uh, then... Uh, at the end of the day, uh, uh, our employees set their tools down on the table, 
uh, go over and clock out and go home. When they come in in the morning, they come back in, they clock in, they walk right back over to the table they were working at, and guess what? Their tools are sitting right there uh, working on the same project they were working on when they left last night. Much more efficient way to work. Um, and uh, uh, most of the big construction companies around the world now are, are going to modularization to speed up construction. Uh, the big companies get it. Uh, it's just that uh, the smaller builders haven't uh, caught up with uh, the realities of, 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 our, of our economic situation. Uh, uh, labor is getting more difficult to find and uh, uh, so, the more time, more we can reduce the time on site uh, for on site construction, uh, the uh, the better for everybody involved. So, that's what our goal is. And uh, every time we uh, uh, look at a new building material, we look through it, or if we buy a new piece of equipment, we look at it through the lens of, okay, if if we do this. Uh, Will this, uh, will this, how will it affect the timeline of our construction? Will it speed it up? Will it delay it? Uh, and, uh, and if it's gonna be a big delay, then boy, it's got to have some real good reason why we adopt it. Otherwise, we'd just say, eh, I don't think that's a great idea for us. Thanks, but no thanks. So um, this is the season for, uh, for, new home construction uh we've gotten several requests in the last couple of days for uh, new homes and basements and uh if you uh, are in that situation where you're contemplating a new home or uh, or you need a new basement built why please give us a call and talk to us uh you know uh, most of the basements that are built around here are built by companies who are bringing in you know these big trucks with knuckle booms on them and these big heavy aluminum forms and setting them up on the job site to pour the concrete and then you know then they got to come back and take all those forms out and uh, 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 and then you have a basement that's uh, not insulated uh, it's not ready for uh, uh, to be finished if you want a finished basement you still got a whole bunch of work to do and uh, you know we don't like to work that way i mean uh, our basements are built with what's called icf or concrete icf which stands for integrated concrete form and uh, they're basically styrofoam blocks that uh, that uh, we pre-panelize back at our shop. We bring the walls in, we set them up, we brace them up, square them up. Uh, and uh, when we pour, we pour the footer, the wall, and the basement floor all in one pour. And uh, we're in and out, cat in a hat. And uh, as soon as we leave, uh, as soon as you get a roof on the building, uh, you're ready to finish the basement. And uh, now with a new drywall product that we're working on, we can actually pre-wire those walls and go on and install the drywall on the inside uh, back at our shop. So when they show up on site, they already have the drywall on. They're ready to, they're ready to basically uh, uh, completely finish 
and uh, and uh, that is just not possible the way our competitors out there uh, are, are working on their basements. Now, one other thing that uh, a lot of people don't know about ICF is, is that uh, um, because the forums are insulated, um, we can pour in all kinds of weather, uh, you know, whether it's 110 degrees outside or it's zero outside, um, uh, we can continue to pour concrete. And because uh, the insulation of the form itself protects the concrete from the severe weather and more and more, uh, we're seeing more and more severe weather uh, out there and so um, uh, we're able to continue working when other companies can't because we don't have the the weather delays that that other companies have and uh, uh, that's not to say we like to pour down pour concrete in the pouring down rain but certainly you know if it's really really hot or really really cold uh, that I mean, that's not a that's not a reason not to pour concrete. Uh, and uh, uh, another thing that a lot of people don't know is there's actually a geothermal uh, component to uh, ICF. Now, if you're building a complete ICF house, not just an ICF basement, um, then you're putting the the footer below the frost line. Uh, in the ground and um, when you pour those concrete walls on top of that concrete footer um, the constant ground temperature will move up that concrete wall because uh, the walls are insulated on both sides so that constant ground temperature will move up two to three stories Uh, and so when it comes time to heat or cool your house you're not heating your house say from from uh, 20 degrees uh, the walls are at like 50 or 55 degrees inside the concrete so you really are only needing to heat the the house from about 55 on up so that's another reason why these ICF houses are so energy efficient and uh, 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 we'd love to talk to you if you have a project coming up we'd love to talk to you about it uh, I think you'll find that uh, there's some the very unique advantages to going with an ICF house, and uh, they they if you are concerned about your family's safety and their health and your long-term financial stability, then I, the ICF home is is a great way to. Uh, accomplish those goals in our outdoor li- uh, living section today uh, we want to talk about some of the design trends that are happening for 2024 and uh, you know as the year uh, f- uh, flies past uh, it's kind of time to start thinking about the latest exterior design t- trends for this year Uh, And whether you're planning to renovate your home or just give it a fresh look, staying up to date with the current design trends uh, can help you achieve that uh, the look you want. Uh, It is important to know uh, what to do and what not to do when it comes to exterior design. 
and uh, we're going to talk about uh, some of these issues uh, in today's segment. So, what's hot for 2024? Well, uh, as the world continues to evolve, uh, so do our living spaces. Um, This year, uh, 2024 promises a fresh wave of exterior design trends that combine innovation, craftsmanship, and functionality. Uh, from modular furniture to um, artisanal uh, creations. Uh, uh, let's look at some of these trends and, and, and talk about them a little further. Uh, first uh, trend coming up would be embracing versatility with modular furniture. Uh, modular furniture is taking the interior design world by storm. And now it's making its mark on the exterior spaces. The allure of, of modular pieces lies in, it, in their adaptability. They can be rearranged to suit any occasion, from a, co- a cozy family gathering to a lively outdoor occasion. Uh, this trend is not only offers uh, flexibility and layout, but also a sense of play- playfulness uh, that encourages creativity. Imagine lounging on a modular sofa that effortlessly transforms into a sectional dining area uh, for an alfresco dinners. Uh, uh, it's a stylish and practical way to make the most of your outdoor oasis. Um, another trend is handmade items for added luxury. Um, in a world saturated with mass-produced goods, uh, delivered from your friendly neighborhood Amazon uh, trucks. Uh, The allure of handcrafted items is stronger than ever. Uh, Artisanal uh, creations uh, bring a unique personal touch to your exterior design, infusing soul and character into your space. Um, One standout uh, example is the... uh, 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 is uh, is like a luxury doormat, uh, meticulously handcrafted by skilled artisans. This doormat uh, not only serves as a practical purpose, but also makes a statement uh, with its simple yet sleek design, creating the perfect welcome for you and your your guests. Um, don't forget uh, the. Handcrafted items uh, from local uh, craftsmen uh, in, in producing uh, um, artwork from uh, from Kentucky. Uh, it gives uh, our uh, our outdoor living spaces uh, some of that local charm uh, that. Uh, your out-of-town guests, when they come in, well, they'll certainly recognize that right away as, hey, you know, this is something different. We don't see this up in our neck of the woods. And uh, um, it's a way to individualize your outdoor living area and to support your local artists and craftsmen at the same time. And uh, um, certainly, uh, uh, you know, uh, all these goods that we buy from Amazon, from faraway places in the far, in the far east and whatnot, you know, that are less expensive and everything. That's great for some things, but uh, you know, sometimes you need some, you know, to 
to put some stuff out there in your outdoor living space that really uh, is unique and individualizes your uh, outdoor living space um, and and really creates that charm, that local charm that uh, you can't find uh, online. Um, now, uh, another trend is uh, uh, creating a, a bold contrast with industrial style accents, uh, blending the rugged charm of industrial design with natural beauty of the outdoors creates a visually striking contrast. Uh, the industrial style accents such as metal planters and concrete benches and steel pergolas infused and an urban edge to the outdoor spaces while harmonizing with the surrounding environment. Uh, this trend is all about celebrating the raw, unfinished aesthetic that adds a touch of drama and intrigue to your outdoor haven. And um, when it comes to pergolas, especially louvered pergolas, um, this is a uh, this is something that really adds functionality uh, as well as design to your outdoor living space because uh, one of the things that we try to do when we design your outdoor living space is think about how we can extend the time uh, that you want to be in that outdoor living space. And uh, in the hot summertime when it's blazing hot outside, uh, uh, you know, nobody wants to be, you know, out there, you know, in the blazing hot sun, being miserable. And uh, and so being able to control the shade in an area where you can go out and sit, uh, maybe hang uh, 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 several ceiling fans in the area. Uh, maybe we put in some infrared heaters so that uh, when the fall gets here and it starts to get you know chilly outside you can keep the area warm and still enjoy that area maybe you put an outdoor fireplace uh, at one end of the pergola and uh, that adds some uh, not only adds some heat but adds some ambiance to the area so um, uh, this industrial design can can also be very functional as well uh, now uh, bringing the inside out, uh, the boundaries between indoor and outdoor living are becoming more fluid than ever. Uh, the concept of bringing the inside out involves extending the comfort and aesthetics of your interior design to your exterior spaces. Cozy outdoor rugs, plush cushions, weather-resistant textiles can effortly, uh, effortlessly blur the lines between your living room and patio, creating a harmonious transition that invites relaxation and leisure. Um, uh, another, don't forget your floors. Uh, another way to bring the inside out is to start with a, a pattern let's say you start with a porcelain uh, tile uh, in your family room and uh, you have a sliding door that walks out onto a deck uh, so you can continue that floor pattern using an outdoor uh, porcelain paver on the deck itself and uh, maybe you have uh, 
maybe instead of a slide out a sliding door maybe you have uh, folding bifold doors that just opens that whole room out to the outside so uh, there are there are a number of ways that you can bring the inside out uh, and uh, and continue the the home into your outdoor living area and uh, um, our, our designer is fully capable of helping you uh, make those decisions. Now, another trend is outdoor designer lights. Uh, the right lighting can transform any space and outdoor uh, areas are no exception. Uh, designer lights uh, crafted specifically for external exterior use can elevate your outdoor ambiance casting a warm glow that enhances the atmosphere along after the sun has set uh, whether it's um, pendant lights uh, suspended uh, over a dining area or stylish wall sconces adoring your patio or outdoor lighting uh, outdoor lighting options are expanding uh, to cater to diverse tastes and preferences and uh and uh, what's not uh, in at the moment, uh, probably ought to talk about that. Uh, the world of exterior designs, uh, as it continues to evolve, uh, new trends emerge while some beloved styles uh, bid adieu. In 2024, we're saying goodbye to several outdoor design trends that have long held their place in our outdoor uh, spaces so um, the first one of those is material overload um, uh, less is more these days for for years combining uh, various materials and exterior design was considered a mark of uh, sophistication however in 2024 the the trend of using too many materials is losing its appeal the area, the era of complex combinations of stone, wood, metal, and more, is making way to more streamlined and cohesive de uh, design approaches. Uh, homeowners are embracing the elegance of a more min minimalist uh, palette, opting for cleaner lines and simpler material pairings that create harmonious and modern outdoor ambiance. Um, uh, also, it's time to say uh, farewell to colorful painted uh, garden fences. Uh, vibrant color fences have been a staple in many gardens, adding a playful touch to uh, out outdoor spaces. However, in 2024, this trend is taking a back seat. Uh, the trend towards more subdued and natural tones is gaining momentum. Momentum homeowners are now focusing on integrating their garden fences into an overall color scheme of their home, uh, often opting for earth tones and natural wood finishes that complement the surrounding landscape. Uh, we're going to continue this discussion in just a minute, but right now we're going to take our first break. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. 
time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. You're listening to the Outdoor Living and Gardening Show, presented by Preston Green, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Give the show a call at 502-8150-939. Now, here's your host, Steve Mercer. Well, we're back in Tuckiana, and we've been talking about outdoor living trends for 2024, and uh, what's hot and what's not. And uh, we're going to continue in that vein with what's not. And uh, um, one of the trends that uh, we're saying um, uh, adieu to is uh, animal statues. Uh, Gone are the days of whimsical animal statues dotting the lawns and gardens, the trend of using animal figurines for decorative purpose. Uh, is giving way to a more refined and sophisticated aesthetic. While a touch of personality is still valued, homeowners are now leaning um, towards sculptural uh, sculptural uh, elements that provide a sense of artistry without venturing into overly kitschy territory. And uh, uh, that reminds me, like I said, I just got back from Las Vegas, and while I was out there, I went over to Caesar's Palace and to the Bellagio while I was there, and uh, uh, just the statues, the Roman statues uh, that they had around the facility uh, really just adds a lot of pizzazz to the architecture uh, of, of, their, of, their, um, of their buildings. and. Uh, uh, I don't think anybody does it any better than the, than the Romans did as far as their uh, statuary is concerned. Uh, and uh, so maybe we'll see some of that uh, um, uh, filtering into our gardens and our outdoor living areas. Uh, nothing, uh, nothing looks better than a beautiful uh, statue uh, um, uh, with a... Uh, 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 beautiful landscape uh, to accentuate the statuary and uh, um, uh, something like that uh, can be a very graceful um, addition to your outdoor living area um, and even <clears throat> with those statues uh, why a lot of those statues uh, that I saw at Caesars uh, uh, were placed in an area uh, where um, they may have a dome over the top of it uh, with a, you know uh, a different color uh, on the dome itself uh, and there might be a water feature that uh, is uh, uh, combined with the statuary uh, there are all kinds of ways to accentuate uh, uh, um, uh, statuary uh, 
uh, items uh, or, or, or sculptural elements uh, to really make them pop uh, in your outdoor living area. Now, another trend that we're saying goodbye to the, is the fading popularity of fake grass. Um, personally, I was never a big fan of fake grass. I mean, uh, I, I, you know, from my perspective, uh, I've never been a fan of plastic flowers or fake grass. I mean, uh, I'm kind of into the real, real McCoy, and uh, I don't think any any uh, creation that uh, man can create can come anywhere close to the grandeur that mother nature uh provides and so uh artificial turf was once embraced for its low maintenance appeal but it's becoming increasingly evident that the drawbacks outweigh the benefits in 2024 the trend of using fake grass is on the decline homeowners are rediscovering the charm of real grass or lawn of alternatives such as clover or chamomile uh, in recognition that the lushness and the authenticity of well-made lawn simply cannot be replicated by synthetic alternatives and um, you know there there are times when um you know, we're, we, we see this sometimes with swimming pools uh, when a customer wants to add a swimming pool to their yard. And uh, some of the local municipalities around here, uh, they may not have uh, as, as uh, good of infrastructure for um, um, handling uh, stormwater drainage. And so they're very um, restrictive on how much permeable and impermeable surfaces you can have on your property. And a lot of times uh, you get to the point where, okay, you've built the house and the driveway and the sidewalk and all that's there. And then uh, all of a sudden you decide, you know, hey, we really need a pool. Well, um, the, the code enforcement people kind of look at what you want to do and, and say, well, you know, you can't have a pool because you have too many impermeable surfaces already. Or if you add that, it's going to cause too many impermeable surfaces and they won't, they won't let you have a permit. Well, in some cases, if you have a driveway that maybe uh, uh, is kind of uh, on the downside, you know, it's cracking or maybe the, the it's heaving up in places um, it might be time instead of going to put uh, uh, AstroTurf around your swimming pool, uh, a better solution would be to come in and, and pull up your driveway and uh, since it needs a little bit of repair anyway, and come in and put in a permeable uh, driveway in where uh, we da- we lay down you know uh, a compacted base of rock with some drainage underneath of it, and uh, and then we um, um, uh, put down a, a, pla- a special a special plastic paver, uh, and then we fill those pavers with an angular rock, and so you end up uh, uh, with a kind of a gravel driveway, but uh, uh, um, we can use. Uh, various colors uh, on that uh, driveway so I mean uh, you could use a a salt and pepper uh, um, 
a granite chip gravel or you could use a green chip gravel or a pink chip gravel so it opens up some uh, uh, color options that you would not have had for your driveway and uh, that might be uh, used to accentuate uh, your home and so uh, with one of those types of driveways, instead of the water running quickly off of the driveway and down into the sewer, it uh, soaks into the, the gravel underneath the driveway and kind of holds that water back. And so uh, when you have one of those types of uh, driveways in place, uh, that doesn't count uh, against the impermeable surfaces uh, that you have at your home. That frees up those impermeable surfaces to be around your pool, on your pool deck, rather than uh, um, uh, out there on your driveway. So certainly a way to, to deal with that issue. Uh, transitioning from a manicure to, a, to natural landscaping, uh, meticulously manicured landscapes of the past are making way for a more organic and natural approach. Uh, in 2024, homeowners are embracing the uh, uh, beauty of wildflowers and native plants and unstructured garden designs. Um, this shift uh, towards more eco-friendly, uh, sustainable landscaping style uh, not only benefits the environment, but also creates a more inviting sense of outdoor atmosphere. Uh, as old trends give way to new, uh, and we begin to navigate this dynamic design landscape, uh, one thing remains certain, the hottest trends of 2024 reflect a collective desire for timeless elegance, uh, purf purposeful simplicity, and a deeper connection between our homes and the world around us. And uh, if you embark on your own exterior design uh, journey, uh, consider these transformative trends uh, to craft a space that not only captivates the eye, but also resonates with the very essence of modern living. And um, our designer uh, is fully capable of helping you with uh, um, achieving those design trends. And uh, if you have a project you'd like to tackle, why, well, please give us a call. We'd love to talk to you about it. Um, in our next section, we want to talk about a few new varieties of ornamental plants, uh, uh, woody ornamental plants for the landscape. Uh, today we're talking about some uh, uh, new plants that you'll start to begin to see from uh, star roses. Uh, they're one of the major breeders of, of new plants in the industry. Uh, one of the first ones we want to talk about is Dapper Pink Budlea. Uh, there have been several dwarf uh, Budleas uh, showing up in the market, more and more showing up and. Uh, and this Budlea is certainly one of those long-blooming, compact-size, versatile variety plants. Uh, it's rounded. Uh, compact habit makes this plant perfect fit for a variety of uses. Uh, it has a bubblegum pink flower um, uh, formed in early summer and continue to rebloom into the fall. Spent flowers are hidden by new blooms, reducing the need for deadheading. 
Uh, and um, anytime you can find a woody ornamental plant that blooms for a very long period of time, uh, that is an exceptional opportunity to bring color into your landscape uh, on a more continual basis. And, uh, and this plant is no exception. Uh, you can use it uh, for containers or uh, to put on your porch or patio or deck um, for planting in the groups, uh, versatile uh, for many uses. Um, it has a green foliage, a bubblegum pink flower uh, that gets about three to four foot high by three to four foot wide. It, it uh, needs full sun. It's well acclimated to our zone. It's uh, zone five through nine. Um, uh, you need to water it regularly until, until they get established. Uh, it will attract pollinators, uh, and uh, it's part of the Dapper Budlia Bloomables collection of star roses. Um, another plant that uh, Star has come out with this year is uh, Garden Gems Amethyst Circus. Um This is a red bud, and it's a very dwarf red bud at that. Uh, it's great for patios and small gardens. It's a native uh, to North America. Uh, you can plant it as a focal point. Uh, it's a compact uh, red bud. Uh, elegant focal point in the small gardens with when potted on patios its size and burgundy foliage give a similar effect as the japanese maple with the benefit of being a native uh, to north america uh, a spring flush of pink blooms will attract pollinators um, and uh, uh, it's a compact upright small tree it gets about eight to ten foot high and eight to ten foot wide um, Prefer full sun, zone five to nine, very hardy for our neck of the woods. Again, you need to water it until it gets uh, well established um, on a regular basis. And uh, it was uh, the winner of the Garden Center Group Retailer's Choice Award. And uh, again, it's a, a plant that attracts pollinators and uh, it's part of the Garden Gems uh, Circus uh, ornamental tree program uh, bloomables uh, and uh, uh, another star roses uh, plant is another red bud uh, garden gems emerald circus uh, and uh, it's a great plant for patios and small gardens uh, just like its uh, cousin and uh, plant uh, is great as a focal point compact tree is elegant focal point in a small garden when potted on patios uh, its size and lush uh, red green foliage gives a similar effect as the japanese maple with the benefit of being a native to north america again a spring flush of pink blooms to attract pollinators and um, so uh the foliage is green with red new growth. Um, gets about eight to ten foot tall and eight to ten foot wide. Needs full sun, five to zone seven, five to nine. Uh, you need to water regularly until the plant gets established. Uh, and uh, it, 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 it's another one of those that attracts uh, the native pollinators. Um, and uh, so. Um, they have released another uh, red bud uh, called Gilded Hearts, 
and um, this is uh, a new, another new variety for 2024 um, it has a heat tolerant golden foliage uh, for uh, full sun and uh, uh, the leaves are glossy heart shape and golden color a small tree with vibrant color uh, native to the southwestern United States and Texas its foliage does not fade even in direct fun, uh, sun and high heat now it is a zone 6 to 9 plant so um, you might have to put this be a little careful about where you cite this plant uh, don't cite it uh, on the north side of the house or probably the west side of the house um, a southern exposure would probably be um, up close to the house would probably be uh, the most preferable place to put it again it uh, has a pink flower beautiful golden foliage um, it's an upright small tree it gets about 15 to 20 foot high and 15 to 20 foot wide um, uh, again you want to water regularly until the plant gets established it will attract pollinators and it's part of the ornamental tree program uh, bloomables from star roses um, they've come out with uh, a, a, a couple of new hydrangeas uh, one is called autumn reprise hydrangea now this is an oak leaf hydrangea uh, and and so uh, it is a reblooming oak leaf hydrangea that has a beautiful burgundy fall color a great versatile plant uh, and uh, from spring through fall this is a plant that has something going on kind of all the time crisp green foliage transitions through shades of plum and royal burgundy uh, in cooler seasons and uh, pollinator friendly with white flowers uh, offer impressive reblooming. it is a native to north america with excellent disease resistance the blooms again are white um, fall color is uh, green to burgundy in the fall uh, it's a mounded upright shrub gets five to six foot tall five six foot wide uh, it will tolerate full sun or part shade and it is its own five to nine plant um, it is a part of the bloomables collection and again you want to water it regularly until the plant gets established um, their other oak leaf that they've released is little annie oak leaf hydrangea and um uh, it's a new take on the classic uh, uh, oak leaf hydrangea. It's a compact variety with great, uh, which is great for gardens of all sizes. It is a native of North America. Um, it has stunning flowers that are host to beneficial pollinators. Burgundy fall color uh, extends uh, the garden season. Um, it can be used for containers or porch or deck pots uh, or for planting in groups uh, in the landscape uh, the flower color um, starts out white aging to a dark pink uh, the foliage starts out green and uh, fades to burgundy in the fall uh, and the plant is very compact gets three to four foot high and three four to five foot wide 
Um, it will tolerate full sun or part shade. Again, it's a zone five to nine plant, well acclimated to our uh, area. And um, it is a part of the Bloomables collection of star roses. Um, and uh, you want to, uh, again, water these plants and regularly until they get uh, established. Uh, they've also released a couple of um, um, Mahonia or Oregon grape hollies, uh, a new variety called Groovy Glow. And uh, it's a winter blooming variety, which is kind of unusual. Uh, you know, most of flowering plants are usually uh, spring, summer, uh, some fall, but uh, winter is kind of tough as far as uh, blooming plants. This one uh, will actually bloom in the fall. Uh, are, are, are actually in the winter. The, it's evergreen. It adds a flair to the garden through each season. Green foliage with red, orange, and yellow flowering uh, uh, appears during the fall and winter uh, with burgundy new growth in the spring. It is shade tolerant, deer tolerant, uh, and uh, tough plant uh, uh, will will withstand some uh, quite a bit of abuse um and uh um it it gets about three to four foot tall and three to four foot wide full sun to part shade now that is a zone 6b plant 6b to 9 so it will grow in our area but it's probably good that we uh uh, site these plants kind of on a southern exposure if at all possible up close to the house and uh, that'll kind of protect it uh, from s these uh, occasional um, cold snaps that uh, come rolling through our area like uh, what we had earlier this winter um, uh, it is a part of the Bloomles collection from Star Roses Again, water regularly until the plant gets uh, established. Now, final variety is uh, a, a, um, is another Mahonia or Oregon grape holly. It's called Funky Flow, and uh, sometimes these names are uh, somewhat comical. But uh, hey, I didn't name it. I just report about them. Um, uh, it's an easy color for your garden with this vibrant compact evergreen bright green uh, spring foliage matures to a deep glossy hue uh, just in time for summer then get, get ready for a pop of neon yellow flowers uh, through the winter it is shade tolerant deer tolerant and fun to grow and uh, again gets about three to four foot tall and three to four foot wide uh, full sun to part shade. Uh, it is a zone 6B to uh, 9 plant. So again, uh, want to try to site those on the south side of the house, up close to the house if possible, just to kind of protect the plant and uh, get them through our occasional um, cold snaps that come ro rolling through our area. Uh, it is a part of the Star Roses Bloomable Collection. And uh, again, you want to water them regularly until they get uh, well established. And uh, so um, we want to talk a little bit uh, uh, about some new vegetable varieties that are um, uh, going to show up in 2024. Uh, Burpee has a number of new varieties of vegetables, and we're going to try to get through a few of these while we have time here. 
um, uh, a new love uh, gourmandsome sunrise tomato. Now this is a heart-shaped tomato. Uh, it produces fruit uh, in a beautiful flaming yellow bi color uh, when ripe. It's great tasting, juicy beefsteak fruit. Uh, days to harvest is 85 days. It gets about uh, 60 to 72 inches tall and about uh, 24 to 30 inches wide. It is an indeterminate tomato. Uh, fruit size is about 10 ounces. Um, it is uh, resistant to a number of diseases, f- Fusarium, uh, strains one and two, late blight, um, uh, a late tomato mosaic virus um, as well. Um, the uh, tomato spotted uh, wilt virus and verticillium. So um, got a good disease package with it. Um, and they have a sister variety, Love uh, Gourmandia red beefsteak tomato. Uh, so this is a red beefsteak tomato. Again, heart-shaped uh, tomato. Um, loads of large fruits, uh, best grown in the ground. A days to harvest is again 85 days. Um, height 60 to 72 inches, spread 24 to 30. It is indeterminate. Fruit is again 10 ounces. Um, it is resistant to fusarium, nematodes, uh, tomato, uh, mosaic virus, and verticillium. Um, the, they have another new variety of tomato called Bright Star. It's an uh, F1 hybrid beefsteak tomato. Uh, features uh, heirloom tomato flavor and modern hybrid tomato uh, performance. It is an early maturing uh, variety, rich and sweet, uh, red pleated beefsteak fruit with uh, higher yield potential and fewer blemishes than most heirlooms. Uh, it's best grown in the ground. Days to harvest is 65 to 70 days. They get about uh, 60 to 84 inches tall and spread 36 to 48 inches wide. It is an indeterminate tomato. Uh, the fruit size on this tomato is anywhere from 12 to 16 inches, or 16 ounces, I mean. Uh, disease uh, resistance is the late blight uh, and septoria leaf spot. And uh, late blight seems to be uh, the, the disease around here that uh, more and more um, gardeners are having issues with so it kind of blows up here on the wind the southern winds from down south and kind of infects our tomato plants uh, mid to late summer and so uh, anytime you can find a a tomato that has late blight resistance uh, that's a that's a that's a great thing in our area Um, they have a new uh, pepper called prism it is a hybrid sweet pepper uh, it's a midi bell, uh, uh, mature from light green to orange and then to red. Can be harvested at all stages of maturity for a multicolor mix uh, on each plant. The midi bell size is perfect for stuffed peppers and recipes that call for small portions of 
uh, bell peppers. Um, it is an early maturing variety, highly productive. Um, days to harvest is 75 to 80 days. The plant itself gets uh, 20 to 30 inches tall and 18 to, or 12 to 18 inches wide. Fruit size is anywhere from two to two and a half inches by two and a half to, or two and a quarter to two and a half inches. Um, and uh, disease resistance uh, is resistant to the bacterial leaf spot, uh, strains zero, three, seven, and eight. And, uh, and so um, uh, and another great sweet pepper that they've come out with is a variety called Turnpike. Uh, it's an F1 hybrid, uh, produces lots of beautiful, blocky, sweet bell peppers on sturdy plants with strong disease package, uh, grows uh, in the ground or in container. Dave's to harvest is um, 75 days, height 22 to 26 inches, spread 18 to 24 inches. Fruit size is somewhere between uh, four inches by three and a half inches. Um, disease resistance, uh, bacterial leaf spot, strains zero through five and seven and nine. It also is resistant to the Phytophthora root rot and uh, Toba, uh, Tobamovirus uh, zero. Um, so another great bell pepper for the garden. Uh, they have an, uh, also released a new, uh, another new tomato called Sun Dipper. Uh, it's an F1 small fruited tomato. A dipper tomato with long elongated fruit is easily held between your fingers for dipping and dressing uh, on vegetable uh, on a vegetable platter. Um, days to harvest is 60 to 65 days. Uh, height of the plant is 60 to 84 inches. Spread 36 to 48 inches. It is an indeterminate tomato. Fruit size is two to two and a half uh, inches wide by uh, about a half inch, uh, 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 or, or two to two and a half inches long by a uh, uh, half inch wide uh, to uh, maybe just under an inch, like 0.7 inches. Uh, disease resistance is um, it's resistant to Fusarium one, nematodes, uh, to tobacco, uh, tobacco sun, uh, tobacco mosaic virus rather, uh, and uh, the last one we want to talk about is a variety called it's a new bu uh, pumpkin called Buckskin, bred for sweet deep orange interior with um, buff colored rind. Fruits are slightly flattened with the deep ribbing, can be eaten fresh or canned, uh, grow in the ground, produces large vines. Uh, days to harvest is um, uh, 110 days. Plant gets uh, 12 to 24 inches high, spreads uh, 72 to 144 inches wide. Fruit size is 12 to 18 pounds, a great new variety. Well, 
that's all the time we have today. We've covered lots of new ground today. We hope you found something in our show today that can help you in your home or garden. And if you have installing my new coming up, uh, why, please think of us and give us a call. We'd love to talk to you. Give us a call today. We still have firewood available. Come see us.